you want to open your Bibles to the book of Philippians, you knew I was going to say that, right? We're in Philippians right now. Man, it's just so good to so good to rest in God's presence. So interesting too that uh, for those who've been coming on Wednesday nights for our study uh, with strengthening yourself in the Lord, that uh, that's kind of what it's been all what it's been about is resting in the promises of God, knowing what God has said, and trusting in those things, uh, thanking Him, praising Him, and. Um, Strengthening yourself with what uh, <laughs> with what he has spoken over your life and what the word of God has said. So, am I? Can you all hear me? I feel like I'm not. It's good. Okay. Um. So that was that was so good. Um, we are going to finish chapter two today in in the book of Philippians. So we're going to be on verse nineteen. Uh, through 30. If you're a guest with us, we've been we've been walking through this section by section, uh, and this is so interesting that this section came up today, uh, because you know if you were here earlier when we did all the honoring and blessing of one another of, of leadership and staff and just sharing words over one another and uh, our council blessing us as pastors and just speaking words over us. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of what this passage is all about right here. We're going to read exactly that Paul was doing the exact same thing and he did it and he wrote it down in the Bible. Um, uh, and so, you know, Philippians, again, as a reminder, there is like 10 unicorns on the front row. OK, um, just so you know, just wanted to say that. Um, <laughs> so awesome. Uh can I put that on if I if it gets boring I put that thing on and look like a unicorn. Um so Philippians is a friendship letter. So it was written in the form of, you know, it has a lot of just hey, I'm I'm writing to you as my friends. I'm right hey, here's what's going on in my life and here's what I see and and Paul gives some instruction. He's just gone and on in this Huge passage about, you know, being selfless and laying down your life like Jesus and being humble and being, uh, you know, preferring one another above yourselves and then do everything without grumbling or complaining for God is working in you according to his good purpose. And we're trusting in, in his purpose, his desires that are working in us and we're shining as lights in the universe in a in a crooked and perverse and, and twisted generation. And so then he, he kind of ends this section uh, by by giving some more kind of greetings, basically, uh, and some blessings over some people that are that are so important in his life. And so let's read that together. It says, uh, you can follow along, Philippians 2 and 19. He says this, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. In other words, Paul was saying, I... You know, I don't want to just hear about you. I want to. I want to know what's going on with you. I, I want to. I want to. I want to have someone have eyes on you and and really say, you know, are you okay? I mean, it's one thing to see, you know, to receive a letter. It's one thing 
to, you know, in our modern day, we could say maybe see on social media like, oh, this person looks like they're doing amazing. But when you when you're actually with somebody, when you or you send somebody that you trust, I say, hey, Michael, I need you to go check on Greg and see how he's doing. I need you to I need you to put your eyes on him and, and look at him. I need you to go, you know, be with him personally. And that's what that's what Paul is saying. I want Timothy to go because I care about you so much that I want to know if you're good. I really want to know, are you good? Sometimes we have, to, we have to be in person to do that sometimes. And so Paul, he was sending, or you know, we send somebody that we trust, that we love. He says this, I, verse 20, I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he served me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I am confident in the Lord that I myself will also come soon. But I think it's necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him and not on him only, but also on me to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him so that when you see him again, you may be glad and I may have less anxiety. So then, welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor people like him because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help that you yourselves could not give to me. And so today I want to talk about being partners in the gospel. You know, there's something special when you have not just a friendship, but you have a friendship where you're a a partner in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, And that's really, Paul is really saying, hey, that's that's what we're meant to be. If you remember at the start of this book, uh, if you don't remember, um, he says, I thank my God. For all of you because of your partnership in the gospel. In other words, there's, it's not just that we're having a good time together as friends. It's not just that we have a good relationship together. It's not just that we celebrate God together. It's no, hey, we're, we're in this together. And we're, we're partners in actually a mission that God is carrying out on the earth. And we're, you know, as he says to Epaphroditus, he's my, he's my fellow soldier. I mean, this guy, this guy's fighting with me. You know, and then Timothy he's saying, like, this guy's my son. He's like he's like a son working with a father coming alongside and says, hey, daddy, can I help you? You know, when you're you know, when your kids are little, at least um, they like to they like to help work, you know, sometimes when they get older. I don't know what happens, right? <laughs> but, you know. It, it, it's like it's like fun because they're like, Daddy, can I? I'm going to go do this, and like, Oh, Daddy, can I come with you? Can I can I help you along? Because they want to say, and you show them, Hey, here's how we do the hammer. Okay, maybe I'll let you try this hammer once. Whoa, let me get out of the way first. Um, you know, and so you learn 
to do things as you, you know, a son with a child, a father with a child uh, could be a son or a daughter. And so, I mean, that's that's the relationship that Paul had with Timothy. It was close. This is a close relationship. And Paul says this about Timothy. Um, He says, he says, I don't have anyone else like him or. The translation in Greek can be like, I have no one else who is like-minded. In other words, I don't have anybody else who thinks the way I do, who sees the way I do, who's walking with me, he's acting the way I do. I don't have anyone else like him. Paul had a lot of people that were coming and going with him, right? I mean, Paul was all over the place. I mean, he traveled to city after city. He raised up leaders. He had all kinds of relationships. But he says, there's only one Timothy. There's only one guy that I can send that it's just like I'm going. If he shows up, it's just like I show up. I mean, it makes me think of the verse uh, where Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. That's in the end of the book of John. where That's the great commission in John. You know, it's more than one great commission. There's not just the one in Matthew, at the end of Matthew. The great commission is John is, as the Father has sent me, So I am sending you. In other words, you're going to show up and it's going to be just like I'm there. You're like, whoa, that's crazy right there. That's a close relationship. How can you get there? Only as a son or a daughter with a father. Working closely with him. In other words, I'm going to I'm going to submit myself to God as my father and say, I'm going to. How do you how do you love? Lord, how do you how do you how do you show patience? How do, you have, how do you have wisdom and discernment? I can only gain that from the Father himself. I can only gain that through the Father and through others who God places in my life and releases his character into me. And so that's what's happening here. There's these close relationships here that Paul has, and he starts honoring these guys. He starts, he starts calling them out, just like we did earlier. We wanted to honor one another because here's the thing. Honor is contagious. When you start honoring some other people around you, guess what? Sometimes they pick up on it and then they want to honor someone else. You know, if you honor, you know, if you honor your your spouse, they're more likely to honor you. <laughs> try it. <laughs> just try it once. Just see if it happens. Just see what happens. <clears throat> you know, it's it's uh it's contagious because you know, when you, when you give, it will be given unto you. I mean, that's not just about money. Uh, you know, it's, it's, about, it's about all kinds of things. You give and it will be given unto you. You don't give so that you get it. In other words, I'm going to do this. You know, that's called manipulation. Where, okay, I'm going to do this for my wife so that she's happy with me. And she does something nice back for me. That's manipulation. But honor says, look, I'm just going to honor you. But you end up receiving honor back. But you're not looking for it. Because if you don't get it back, you're fine. That's how you know it's honor. Is you give it freely. And so Paul is here. He's honoring these guys. I mean, can you believe that? He, these guys, I mean, they end up in the Bible. Where we know, we know some guy named Epaphroditus. Maybe the Lord just wanted to get him in there because his mom gave him a funny name, you know. He said, let's, get, let's, let's give that guy some hope here, you know. Epaphroditus, you know, what is going on with that? Um, 
I thought about naming my, my second son that. And since my first son's in here, I'll also not say him. Uh, don't you wish your name was Epaphroditus there? <laughs> but these guys had close relationships. They were, they were, they were partners with him. And, and here's the other thing I want you to know about Timothy. It says that he had a proven character. But you know that Timothy has proved himself. The word there is, is he, had a, he had a tested character. In other words, he had gone through some stuff and he would come through it. Here's how you know what your character is like. Go through a test, right? Are you really, are you really a faithful person? Are you really faithful to what God calls you to? Then when it gets, gets harder, are you still doing it or did you give up? If you gave up, it just shows you have a lack of character. Your character is not strong enough to handle the trial that was placed before you. And it's not here to condemn you or to shame you. It's to say, oh, God, have mercy on me. I need your help. I need you to work in my heart to strengthen me so that I have a proven character. But Paul is not going to put anybody in the place of Timothy until he has proved himself faithful to God. It was another place where Paul is mentioning people and he kind of mentions them. He says, hey, there's this other guy. I'm not going to name him because I don't want to, you know, but he says, hey, this guy loved the world. And so he left me. Some people are, are not a proven character, and so they are not able to be trusted with the closeness and the, the partnership that was given to Timothy with Paul. And you're like, what a, how does that apply to my life? Well, it applies to this. Where are you being faithful in your life? What has God entrusted to you that you need to be faithful with? Maybe it's not what you want right now. You're like, man, I, I know God has called me to do this thing. And, and it's, I just don't see it in my life. And so all your focus isn't on that thing. But what has God given you? What has he placed in your hand? Is it like, man, all I have is I just go to work. Okay, what are you doing with going to work? Are you a person of proven character? Can you be dependent upon? Do you show up on time? Are you late all the time? Are you unreliable? I know it seems like it's getting a little bit heavy here, right? But here's the seriousness. You don't get to be a Timothy unless you are proven. You have to have a proven character. You know, in church, sometimes we want to just be, we want to tell everybody, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay, I still love you. That, my love doesn't change for you, but I'm not going to put you in this place where you need a proven character. It's exclusive. Leadership and influence by their nature are exclusive. Not everybody measures up. And so you have to say, you have to have a tested heart. Now, here's, here's the two reactions right here. If you're a super confident person, right now when I'm saying these things, you're like, yep, that's me, I'm, that's who I am. I'm a proven character. And if you're not a super confident person, you're like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. I'm really, I told you, man, I'm just not very, I'm not very talented. I'm not very good. Uh, I just don't really do very many things. Now, neither of those reactions me, are, are good. It's like last week we were talking about humility. It's like neither, neither one of those are truly humility because we're not looking at ourselves properly where we can have an honest assessment where we say, God, you search my heart. You reveal to me. 
If I'm stronger than I think I am, sometimes God needs to say, you're stronger than you think you are. Sometimes you need to hear that. You need to hear the voice of God saying, no, you're not what you think you are. You have been proven. You have been tested. You have been faithful. You are. I have given you enough to do what I've called you to do. And you're ready. Go for it. Don't wait anymore. Step out. But there's others of us who sometimes need a gentle correction. We need a we need a refining. We need to have the sharp edges wiped off the edge of us that, that you know, things that are going to cause harm and pain to someone else in the future. If I am sent to someone and entrusted with the good news of Jesus and I don't have a proven character, again, guess what? The message gets confusing because my character doesn't line up with the message. And so Paul's saying, look, I have nobody else like this guy. And so here's what I'm saying. Be Timothy. We can be Timothys. We can be people who are a proven character, who have gone through the trial, and we don't give up. We don't give in. We don't slack off. We don't, you know, take a day off. So I don't mean not resting, okay? In other words, we don't. You know, have you ever done that where you're just like, I'm just checking out from Jesus for like a week. Have you ever done that? Don't shake your head right now because people are looking around. <gasps> they aren't really. I mean, have you ever done that where you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going I'm I'm to do my own thing this week. I'm just going to relax and, you know, that's just too hard. It's, it's getting too hard, God. Too hard to follow you. Usually, I mean, usually that week doesn't ever work out. I mean, or it might work out. It might be fine. You might be, I mean, that's, that's, that's the scary thing because it's not dependent upon you. You're like, oh, hey, I had a great week. The devil's like, I didn't touch this dude this week. <laughs> He's taking a break from God. I'm going to take a break from him too. He's going to think everything's all honky-dory, right? Man, that was the best week I've had in a long time. But it's deception. Because my heart is not connected with Jesus. And it doesn't matter if my life feels good. If I'm not connected with Jesus, it's not really good. If my life feels hard, but I'm connected with Jesus, that's good. And if my life feels amazing and I'm connected with Jesus, that's good too. Both are good. But the point is, is that I'm connected to Jesus. That's, how my, that's what defines my life is my relationship with the Lord. Not these other things. Not results even, so to speak. Like, oh man, I saw amazing things happen this week. Well, you know, some people, oh man, I got, I got blessed financially. And, you know, this thing happened. What, what if it wasn't God? Oh man, I've been waiting for this. And God is saying, okay, you got that, but I want you to give it all away. You're like, hey, I just got this blessing, Lord. <laughs> he's like i want you to lay down the blessing <laughs> i want you to give up the blessing and so timothy is what he's he's faithful he has a proven character sometimes god also calls you to be kind of like this guy epaphroditus where nobody really knows your name anybody ever thought of epaphroditus today i mean recently I mean, you get up and think, man, I wish I was like Epaphroditus. Uh, 
you know, we, we, don't, we don't even think of this guy. I mean, he makes it in the Bible twice in, in, in the book of Philippians. So he was obviously, uh, it appears that the Philippian church sent him to serve Paul. In other words, he was from them. And they're like, well, we all can't come and help you, but we're going to send our representative, Epaphroditus. And so this guy, I mean, this guy ends up being amazing. It says, I mean, Paul calls him a fellow worker. He calls him a fellow soldier. He, he says, look, he nearly died for the work of the gospel. You, you heard he was ill. I mean, this is the other thing that I thought was interesting. I read this in a commentary. I never thought of this. Is, you know, back then when you got disease, you just, everybody just expected you'd die. I mean, it wasn't like, hey, let's go to the doctor and get treatment. I mean, those doctors back then were freaky. I mean, they were doing all kinds of strange things, right? Um, <clears throat> so, like, when you hear somebody's ill, it's kind of like, okay, that's it. They're gone. But this guy, it says that God had mercy on him. So there's some kind of, you know, divine intervention. We don't, we don't know. We don't know what happened. We just, we just know what, what, what is written right here is all we know. Uh, but we know that... In the midst of that, even unto giving his life, he was faithful to serve. But nobody knows his name. Nobody writes books about Epaphroditus says, hey, he had this amazing life. We don't know all the amazing things that God did in his life. You know, if I mention the name, there's a few of you that might know. If I mention the name Cliff Barrows, does anybody know who that is? Cliff Barrows? You do, right? Okay, some of you are older. You might, you might remember. So how about this? Let me mention this name, Billy Graham. Anybody know Billy Graham? Anybody ever heard of the greatest evangelist? Preached to more people on theirs. Hey, Cliff Barrows was his song leader. Cliff Barrows has actually led more people in songs than maybe anybody in history. But we don't know his name. I had to look him up on the Internet. I mean, because <laughs> I'm like, I know that Billy Graham had that song leader guy, but I'm like, I don't remember his name. I don't know who he is. I'm, I'm thinking of somebody else. And he's like, nope, that wasn't his name. I double checked. I'm like, is this really him? It's really him, right? I mean, it's OK. So I didn't mess that up. The Internet didn't fool me like, you know, oops, Wikipedia got edited, you know, by some loser. I can change what I want. Um, and so. <laughs> You know, nobody knows about Cliff Barrows, but man, Cliff Barrows was essential in millions and millions and millions and millions of people coming to Christ. What song do you used to play at the end of Billy Graham? Just as I am, right? I mean, if you don't know who Billy Graham is, he, he just recently went to be with the Lord, but he was, you know, an evangelist that God used all over the world. I mean, he was influential. He met with every president from Eisenhower up until uh, President Trump. Uh, he was so influential that presidents would call him to come, you know, let me come, you come meet with me, you know. I'll call you, don't call me. You know, in other words, he didn't have to call them. I call the president, they, they don't answer, okay. <laughs> and so, sometimes we have to be all right with what are we willing to serve and never get recognition, It's a, it's a difficult thing because we all like being appreciated and recognized, right? I mean, nobody, uh, you know, and hopefully you won't have no recognition, but, uh, you know, nobody remembers Cliff Barrows. I mean, you know, and even at some point, uh, unless you're a follower of Jesus, they might not even remember the name of Billy Graham. It used to be you could name Billy Graham 
and almost everybody would know who it is. But now I bet you there's a whole generation of people, you mention his name, they're like, I don't know who that is. So no matter whether we get recognized or not, our name's going to be forgotten. But the name of Jesus is still recognized around the world. And so I get to be like Epaphroditus, where I'm a fellow worker and a fellow soldier, and maybe nobody remembers my name, but they remember the name of Jesus. They've heard about Jesus. Somebody sees Jesus because of my life. And the amazing thing is God says, hey, there's reward in heaven. That's eternal. Because we're, you know, that we get caught up so much on earth, don't we? We get caught up so much. We're like, man, no one's appreciating me on our earth. And it's like, what, what is your father saying right now? What is Father God saying about you right now? And one word from him means more than a million words of, of praise and adoration from all kinds of humans because all that's going to pass away. At some point, my name will go off the, the Twitter feed, no matter how famous I am. Hashtag John Wymore. Never seen it before. <laughs> but these guys right here, Paul's like, man, these guys, these guys have done something that, that no one else has done. And so I'm, I'm sending them back to you with, with love. And so the other, the other uh, application I want to make today is this. Is sometimes God calls you to serve a leader. Sometimes God calls you to partner with some other leader and serve with them and serve under them. Kind of like Cliff Barrows with Billy Graham. And if, and if that's you... I encourage you to to follow whatever the Lord is saying. It can be, you know, in a church setting. It can be outside a church setting. There can be so many different ways where just God calls you to say, hey, you need to come alongside that person and serve with them. What, What a gift that is because leaders need that. You know, Paul needed these guys. And so every single leader, whether that's, you know, it could be at your workplace or whatever, what if, you know, could be obviously in your church, uh, in the ministry that you're serving in, uh, whatever it is. But God, God sometimes calls you to just come alongside and like, I'm going to serve with what God has called them to do. And I'm not going to be so worried about, hey, when am I going to get my own thing? When, am I, when do I get to take off the training wheels and ride my own bike? Um, no, where I just say, no, I'm... I'm I'm coming alongside them. And I'm just going to be an Epaphroditus. I'm just going to serve the needs of Paul. I'm just going to minister to him. I'm just going to be a fellow worker and a fellow soldier. And uh, maybe Paul recognizes me and mentions me or not, but it doesn't matter. I'm still going to, I'm just going to do what God has called me to do. And I'm going to be faithful uh, to serve who God has called me to serve in the time that he's called uh, me to serve together. And so, you know, if that's you, find, find that calling and be and and rest in that and and rejoice in that you know 
And if you're like, man, I really, I really want that, then just begin to pray and say, God, who do you want me to link up with? Who do you want me to join in a relationship with? Maybe it's not even somebody that would be considered a leader, so to speak, uh, from the, you know, from from the from the even the church's point of view. But you're just like, man, I just need to, I'm going to I'm going to connect myself with this person. And it's not going to be just a relationship that's going to be like, hey, we we're friends and we're, you know, there's going to be something where, no, we do things for God together. There's something that is accomplished in the kingdom together that God has has joined our lives together to where we can partner with the good news of Jesus Christ, with what God is doing in the earth, because because it's always better to have more than one. Right. It's always good to have somebody else with you. You know, when you go, when you go knock on a door and, and say, can I pray for you? Man, it's way better to have somebody with you, right? You know, it's like, do I want to do that by myself? Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> sometimes God calls us to just do things and we do them. I get that. And we have to, we have to do that. But sometimes we learn and, and we're more bold is when we have someone else with us. And so God connects you with someone else and so what I want to say is this, is sometimes look at the relationships in the kingdom of God that God has connected you with and sometimes take off the limitations. Maybe God wants to do more in that relationship than you've even thought or, or imagined about. Maybe that God wants to do something through that. Maybe he wants to release something where you, you pray together and you begin to see answers in prayer. Maybe he wants you to just go love people and hand out waters to them somewhere and say, hey, bless you, Lord bless you. I don't know. Maybe he wants you to go door to door and pray for people. Maybe he wants you to stand on the street corner and sing a song together. I don't know. I feel like I didn't think of that one. <laughs> Some of you are like, no, don't give me that option. Uh, singing on the street corner. Uh, make sure you at least know how to sing, maybe. I don't know. God can do anything, right? <laughs> but, you know, what I'm saying is, is maybe allow the Lord to give you a greater vision for that relationship than just a relationship where you're mutually benefited. And if God doesn't expand it, then that's fine. There's nothing wrong with a relationship that just blesses you one another and you're just encouraging one another, and that's what it is. But sometimes God brings these relationships where there's a partnership in God releasing something in his kingdom and working together to where two are better than one. So you've got you to have to pray about this. You're going to have to think about it. You're going to have to engage Jesus a little bit and say, man, what are, you, what are you saying to me about this, Lord? And maybe what are you saying to me about areas of my character that need to be adjusted? Maybe there's something that God's saying, hey, we need to deal with this right now. You know, hey, there's this, there's this part that's just, you know, it's, it's just not submitted to me in your, in your heart, and you know it. And God says, it's, now's the time. We're, we're going to deal with that right now. We're going to take care of that little, little heart issue that needs to be dealt with so that you can be proven and you can be faithful and you can be consistent and you can be free to be a Timothy or Epaphroditus. Amen? Let's stand. I want to pray over us. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that there's so much in your word, Lord, that even when we're reading about uh, leaders blessing and honoring and greeting one another and just, just talking about life and, and being honest, Lord, that we can make application from those things and we can draw from the truth and the heart that's behind it. And so we, we pray for that, God. I pray, Lord, that you would release us to be Timothys all over the room. Every single one of us needs to be a Timothy, God. Every single one of us you've called to be a person who's been tested and proved and who has come through with, with 
with a, with a good grade, so to speak, with, a, with, with approval from God, which is most important, Lord. We pray that you would, uh, Lord, continue to remove things from our hearts, Lord, that would hinder us, Lord, things that, that might uh, cause us to mix the message of Jesus, Lord, Help us not mix the message with our lives. Help our lives say the same things that our mouths are saying. Lord, we want our lives to live the same life that our mouth is talking about. Lord, that we would walk and live out the gospel of Jesus. So we invite you, Holy Spirit, to help us. We invite you to change us. We invite you to transform us. We invite you to deliver us from anything that would hold us back from walking in faithfulness and integrity and purity and righteousness and love and joy. The fruit of the Spirit would be released in our lives in Jesus' name. And so we thank you, Lord. If there's someone that you want us to connect with, whether that's in this body, Lord, in our neighborhood, in our workplace, Lord, maybe there's people that you're joining together in certain workplaces where they can stand together as believers and pray together in the workplace and encourage one another and make a difference in those people's lives, God. They will shine a light in the darkness, Lord, no matter what's going on around in that, at that oil well, God, or at that work site or in that office building, God. We thank you, Lord, that the light of Jesus is shining and we want to shine like stars. But help us connect with those that can help us shine a little bit better, Lord, that can help us, uh, Lord, when we're weak, they're strong. And when we're we're strong, Lord, we can lift them up when, when they're feeling weak, God, and we can walk it out together and we can see Jesus glorified in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in our families and in our city. And so we invite you to do that work. We thank you for the partnership of the gospel that you've given us, that you've called us into co-laboring with you. Lord, what a wonder that Jesus, you called us and said, hey, guess what? I'm going to send you. We're like, why, Lord? Why are you going to send me? And, And you're just saying, Jesus is saying, as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. You're my representative. You're my representative. You're the one that I want to send. And even though you might not think you're enough, I'm going to make you enough. I'm going to change your heart. I'm going to fill you with gifts. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to build your character. And I'm working in you. He who began a good work will carry it out until the day of Jesus Christ. As we saw early on in the book of Philippians. I declare that over every single life right now. The good work of God is still going on in your life. I declare that the good work that Jesus began in you has not stopped yet and he is going to continue it on and you are going to be proved faithful. And where you have failed, we thank you, God, for the mercy and the blood of Jesus to cover those things, but also to lift us up to a new place and to walk in integrity and strength and power and wisdom and love. And so we invite you to continue to do that. We say, Holy Spirit, we surrender our hearts to you. Yes, Lord, we say yes to you, O Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, Two things. Number one, our leaders are going to come forward. If you need prayer for anything, don't leave without getting prayer. Uh, If you are one of the lighthouses uh, that is hosting, don't leave without your stuff. If you can take all the stuff, if not, we'll deliver tables to you. If you can't take tables right now, but we have a whole packet and a whole box of all of the things that you need for tonight in your lighthouse. And again, if you have not...
contacted us about serving and don't know where to go, um, come see one of us leaders and we're going to get you directed. Uh, but come up and receive prayer. And those that are coming tonight, we'll see you tonight. And if not, we'll see you on Wednesday.